Welcome inside the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. I'm Trevor Sycamore. With me is Benjamin Solak. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is a Fan Friday. You know what that means. That means that you guys are hijacking the show. We're answering all your questions. But before we do that, Ben... Is it hijacking the show if we ask them to? Um, I guess technically it's not. Right. So now what would we call this? Them just... Are we like willingly giving up the throne, like handing them I the sword? It's Fan Friday. You know the day where you do most of our jobs for us. We're like, yeah, you know, I'm trying to make it dramatic. I'm a dramatic person, so like I'm trying to spice right. stuff up, or I'll get really bored. With did you me. ever, uh, did you ever sit on your dad's lap and steer the steering wheel of the car while he operated the pedals? Uh, yeah, a lot. It's kind of like that. Yeah, last week. Okay, well that's not that wasn't exactly. I don't know. I don't have my about. license. I don't have my license yet, so I don't believe you. You've driven me before in a very nice vehicle. Well, it's illegal. That was the first time I drove without my dad, actually. Oh, Anyways, wow. okay. well, proud of you. You, t- <laughs> you do the traffic rules really well. Well, you know, I've been hoping, I've been practicing. You know, hopefully, it's just a couple more years of driving on my dad's lap, and maybe I'll, he'll let me get a license. We gotta wrap up the defensive tackle talk for this week ben did you have a five did you rank these guys as you were going through them or did you not do your job yes i did okay so y'all know the drill starting at five we're gonna go back and forth we're gonna talk about our top interior defensive linemen that we watched this week ben who is your number five number five for me ended up being and you might be mad at me for this but i don't really care uh javon kimball the South Carolina player, who you I mean, thought was not very fine. good, but I thought was pretty good. Okay. It's not a thrilling upperclassman group in terms of what we've got so far, but I really, really like the explosiveness and length profile that I got from Kinlaw. I think he's a tremendous athlete who we should anticipate, if he makes some technical strides coming up in this year, to be a player that a team is willing to invest highly in because he has a super high ceiling. Javon Kinlaw, Thursday pod, my number five. Well, that works out well because um... – you know, you have a guy that I didn't like at your number five, and I have a guy that you didn't like as my number five. I've got McTelvin Aguim as my number five, and I just think that when I was watching him, the effort, the motor, the the movements for a man of his size, very interested to see what he'll play at now that hopefully he's gaining a little bit more weight, playing more at a defensive tackle weight, because I really think that he was probably playing around 280, 285 when we were watching the tape of him. He's playing a lot on the edge, so... A little bit of projection thinking of what he's going to do more in a full-time defensive tackle role. But a lot of times when you get guys that move inside, efforts the thing that struggles the most, especially when they put on that extra weight. I'm not worried about that part with Aguim, and I see some explosiveness from him. So very interested to see what he's going to do now that he's getting some interior line technique, getting those movements down. And so uh, he's my fifth guy. I like it. Uh, number four for me was Michigan State, Raekwon Williams, who was a player that I watched a while ago. Uh, having done the Michigan State defense, impressed with the quickness, impressed with the length. He's a guy who's at his best right now when he's slanting, when he's twisting, when he's stunting, when he's working in different gaps. He needs to become better head up in terms of using his hands to create displacement, to generate that space that he needs to operate so that he's not just winning when he's incorporated in games, but the physical tools that you see in games, if we can translate that into head up play, well, he's going to quickly become a good pass rusher. As you discussed and you well highlighted, not only a strong run defender, but the motor runs very, very hot. Mm-hmm. Raekwon Williams, so he yep. makes a lot of cleanup plays from the interior as well, which I like a lot. And like Kinlaw, it's a mold that the NFL is going to like. Sure. Yeah. Great story, too. Like a kid that you absolutely 
want to root for. Yeah. So I'm all for that. Derek Brown is my number four from Auburn. Um, oh wow. Yeah, I'm, I just I wasn't the biggest fan of his. I I thought he would pop out a lot more than he did. Um, who were you watching? You were what were you talking about popping out yesterday? Oh, but you were talking about Neville Gallimore, t- talking about him like not popping out. That was kind of uh, the thing. I I went into that kind of the way that you went into the Oklahoma tape with him, thinking like, okay, you're supposed to pop out at me. I'd heard so much about Derek Brown, and I like him. I think that he's good. I just. I'm afraid that he's going to get like lost in translation a little bit. I didn't see a ton that like popped from him. Now maybe that's just because of either the games that I watched or he's really going to take a big leap here in his his what's his final year. I think it's it's got to be a senior year, right? Right? Because he because yes, he could have went last year. Coming. So got to be a senior year here. So perhaps I'll see a little bit more pop from him and be able to see more splash plays where I can see him translating to the NFL and making a big impact. But as of right now, I think he's a good player. Um, I just didn't, I just didn't think he was a great player. So that's where I was yeah. on him. I'm trying to figure out the three players you've got above Derek Brown, man. I know two of them because mm. the, I think I, I think I know two of them. I'd be surprised when I figure out. The, oh, I know who it probably is probably mm. Robert Landers. Mm. Anyway, um, three for me is Jordan Scott, the underclassman that we washed out of Oregon. Jordan Scott is a unique player. He's a different mold, a different type. Like I love the same. I mean, the dude is as wide as he is. DP is a broad fella. Uh, and, and that squatty frame, that mini fridge style of build, he plays in that style and in that physical space really, really, really well. So fantastic initial leg leverage, very quick off the ball, regularly, frequently, often, consistently the first guy off the ball. And so he's winning that initial step. He's generating that initial leverage. He's very difficult to handle as a one-gapper or two-gapper in the running game. And then as a pass rusher, no, he's not going to be – you know, like, you know, your, 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 your long guys who are, you know, throwing their swims and their club ribs and everything like that. But he has good hand usage and he has a ton of power. And so he's regularly pushing the depth of the pocket. He's able to separate to a half man because he has that initial quickness, generate that quick pressure, move the quarterback off his spot. Other guys are able to clean up off of him. And that's what you want from a zero technique rusher. And so Scott, not going to be everybody's flavor, but a really, really strong player in his role. And a good defensive coordinator knows how to get something out of him. Jordan Scott. I said Jordan. As many people pointed out to us on Twitter. Okay, like two. He's also, yeah, look, dude, that's many, you know? That's that's a couple. Uh, yeah, but it's also like a many. You know, but, but one is single, two is couple, few is three to five, several is like six to nine, and no, many I, is ten. No, I think that if I go with many, is any greater than one? Right. Well, we'll remember. We'll remember this next time that something goes my way. We get two people who say it, and it'll be many. We'll no, see how you no, feel about it then. No, we won't. I control the edits of this podcast. I'll just cut it out. Oh no! Unfair. What's up? Now Jor- people are going to wonder how many things you've cut out. A lot. Uh, Jordan <laughs> Scott is also my number three guy. You highlighted him pretty well. A lot of the stuff that he that he does really well. Love his first step, get off, and I love his hands. I, I said that when we were when we were going over him. When he pops up, and he pops up quick, his hands go with him. And those hands often go in the right spots, and he's often knocking guys onto their heels and off balance and making a difference right in the middle of the pocket, getting the quarterback off of uh, his normal path or making the running back move left or right. He does a great job of that. I see too many interior defensive linemen. You have a great first step, and, and they just don't know what to do with, it, do with it. Jordan Scott certainly does, so he is also my number three guy. Okay. Uh, number two for me is Derek Brown, who, for his issues, 
is a player who's still the what he has right now in terms of NFL readiness year one in a pass rush is much better than what you're typically getting from a defensive tackle prospect. There are absolutely gaps in his game. There are inconsistencies. There's ups and there's downs. Those are things you want to iron out. They're going to keep him from being, as we've talked about, the potential first-rounder that he's been billed as. However, when you have the power that he does, when you have the initial first step that he does and the ability to generate productive, fruitful pass rushes, they're not just pushing the depth kind of the and not just disrupting the quarterback. What kind of finishing, fruit? What was that? What kind of fruit? Uh, kumquats you said he's wow wow a little trivia here i had a kumquat tree in my yard in my house in my first house when i was growing up if you had told me kumquats grew on like a bush or a vine i would have just believed you i don't know anything about a kumquat i couldn't pull a kumquat out of a crowd okay just a fun thing to say okay anyway he i was not expecting you to pull that one out that was good that was good on you man you know your fruits my best um, he pull, he generates sacks from the interior. He is a he he creates. Sacks he generates kumquats from the, from the interior. Is what you mean? Yes, sacks are kumquats, as I've often said. Okay. And so, uh, Brown provides value in that way, even for his technical flaws and even for some of his inconsistencies on the interior. So there's work to do. He's nowhere near my number one. You're number one. Everybody's number one. But he's a yeah, good Robert Lent. Right. What? I said, but he's a good player in his own right. Oh, you don't have Robert Landers number one? And no, I do not. Calm down. Oh, okay. My number two is Raekwon Dent. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I should have just gone with it. I should have just, just kept going with it. With it. I, I would just, not have spoken. I would have just sat here just like really thinking out whether or not that was legit. Okay, next time I run a prank, guys, I'm sorry. I'm just going to run it to completion. I'm gonna. I'm, we can all sit here and watch Ben squirm about it. Robert Landers is my number two guy, and I, I find myself with this defensive uh, tackle class – betting on a lot of the guys who have the potential ceiling because I think we've been spoiled a little bit with the defensive line guys in years past where they're really refined. Like, it's easy to see them translating to the next level. It's easy to see these guys winning really well. Quinn and Williams, uh, Jeffrey Simmons. I mean, even when we were looking at Raekwon Davis last year, it's just really easy to see these guys translating to NFL roles. This year's defensive class is just not exactly that kind of caliber. So there's guys, whether it be uh, McTelvin Aguim or guys like Robert Landers, who they're kind of in rotations a little bit, but especially especially Landers. Landers a lot more than Aguim, but when he flashes, when he gets off that ball, when he can split those double teams, when he can see, when he can diagnose where offensive linemen are going to be, how to manipulate them, get pressure into the backfield, all that kinds of stuff, I take notice. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe that's the kind of splash stuff that you might be able to give me in the NFL. So I'm definitely betting on a lot of these guys and their splash plays more than, say, their consistency or even like overall role-playing. Sure. But um, yeah, that's why Landers is my number two guy because I think he does a lot of that stuff well and I think he gives you that that real interior disruption when things are going good for him, which happen uh, quite often, I would say, for an interior guy. Yeah, I, I debated Landers Kinlaw. I went with Kinlaw because the ceiling talk, but Landers is a good player. We talked about how much we mm-hmm. liked him. Yeah. Um, my number one, Benito Jones, Stevens attack on Ole Miss. Of course. Uh, cowboy boots. Of course. Raekwon Davis is good. Raekwon Davis is top 10 potential good. Raekwon Davis is incredibly versatile. Uh, Trevor's five-play prospect on him was a tremendous article. Make sure you go and read it. Uh, go Gang. and listen to the Tuesday podcast in which we talk about Raekwon Davis. We wax poetic about him. Length, quickness, power, and tremendous, tremendous functional understanding, positional understanding, football IQ, just a smart comfortable developed nfl ready player yep really like him um 
length at 6'7", 305. Uh, I would love to get him a chance at 3-4 at defensive end. I'd love to see what he could do. I think he could tr- be a true two-gap guy if he's, you want him there or else. You're giving him the space on the outside as well for him to potentially pass rush. I I really hope that he goes to a three four uh, three four scheme team because um, I think he, I think he brings a lot of versatility and a lot of potential success in that area. And the baseline, I really do think that Raekwon Davis has probably the highest floor out of anyone that we have watched. Like you just, this guy's going to be baseline. He's going to play in the NFL for ten years. I would bet a ton of money. Well, on. you hope that he's healthy enough too, because defensive linemen sometimes aren't. Neither are guys who are six sure, seven like, and, and carry more than three hundred yeah. pounds. But yes, his skill set is just picture perfect for the NFL, no matter what team he is on. Um, I think you're getting a solid defensive lineman if you're even if you play in a four three. So there we go. That is our top five of the defensive tackle class. We're going to end to edge guys next week. But before we do that. We got some questions to get to this week. It's Fan Friday. We're starting off with Kyle was the first one to ask questions, so I'm going to kind of in chronological order this time. Kyle Point asked, "Top five Adam Sandler movies? Go." Okay, so interesting thing about Adam Sandler movies. Oh I no! Went and I, what is? Are you going to say that you're too young for these movies? Not that I'm too young because you are, movies, but I'm too young for these movies. Oh. I have seen two. Adam Sandler movies. What are they? Fifty First Dates and Happy Gilmore. Okay, if one of them wasn't Happy Gilmore, wait, I was going to lose my mind. But wait, you I've have seen three. I've seen three. I watched The Longest Yard once on a sleepover. Okay, are you okay? So you haven't seen Waterboy? No, I have not. Okay, uh, I I haven't seen okay. any of the stupid looking ones like Grown Ups or no, this I, Murder Mystery. I thing. I watched Don't Big Mess with Zohan and. It's not my kind of movie, so I wasn't right. a fan. And I feel like I've probably seen like a total of five movies that have him in it, but like in terms of like Adam Sandler movies, uh huh. Only those three. And so, uh, first place is obviously Happy Gilmore. Second place is Fifty First Dates, and then third place would be Longest Yard, and then fourth and fifth would be whatever you want it to be. Just put in the ones that would make you the least mad, and then don't yell at me on the internet. <sighs> Okay. All right. My top five would be five is Big Daddy, four is Fifty First Dates, three is Waterboy. That's too love for Fifty First Dates. I don't even care what the other ones are. Fifty First Dates is a classic. Ask you, me if I cry. You? Yes, I, I cry. I, well, I mean, yeah, it's a great movie, but it's not better than Waterboy, Billy Madison, or Happy Gilmore. What is Billy Madison? Ben, please do me a favor over the weekend. While you're watching your beautiful little dog, while he's 95, I was negative two. While he's taking a nap, because we know he does that often. It's what pups do. She, sorry, she nug. Pop, pop in Billy Madison. I want to get you. I want you to give me a full report on Billy Madison in next week's podcast. Okay. <laughs> What again? I'm gonna look at the description of this, and then I'll, I'll get back to you. Manchild Billy Madison has been a spoiled rich kid all his life, and spends his days drinking and partying. When his father, hotel magnate Brian, played by Darren McGavin, who I don't know who that is, <laughs> becomes fed up with his son's irresponsible ways, he issues an ultimatum. Since Billy passed all schooling, he must retake and pass every grade in 24 weeks. Okay, that seems interesting. I'll watch that. Thank you. All right, all right, we're in, folks. He's gonna watch it. We're gonna get it. We're gonna get a uh... man. It's 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 kind of rare that we're going to get somebody who's watching billy madison for the first time in 2019 so i'm actually really excited about this next question 
Rank the national pizza chains. Yes, okay. I feel passionately about this because I feel passionately about very cheap food that as like still a very young male who runs a lot, I can just eat and then it just vanishes and I just don't keep the weight. Like I love fast food. And how much can you run? How much can you run? Yeah. Like what do you, when you run, how far do you run? Uh, so like I'm rehabbing from injury right now. And so not very much when I was in my, like, oh, I was in my prime. <laughs> uh, I was a 55, 60 mile a week guy could not be me all right all right now all right can we talk about something that my fat ass can enjoy like pizza please one is domino's yes thank you thank yeah, you this is not even a question thank you oh this my is- god thank you ever since domino's redid their like whole like attack yes. method it's been like 10 out of 10 for cheap pizza Absolutely. it's fantastic Thank you. And, and that right. And like, I'm not saying I would go there and like, I would like a classic Italian Chicago place and like put it about that. No, but in terms of like national pizza chains, they're going to get to my house in 35 minutes and it's going to be consistently good. And I know yep. what it is no matter where I am. Domino's pizza. Every yep. time. All right. Keep going. Uh, two is pizza hut. Three is little Caesars, which it's like a big gap between two and three. Mm-hmm. And then like 796 is Papa John's. Mm-hmm. And those are the four that I know of as like regular ones. Now there's thing called Blaze Pizza up here in Michigan. I don't know if it's Yeah, everywhere. we got Blaze. Yeah, we got Blaze. Yeah, Blaze, I would probably put it three. Blaze is a lot of Nah, fun. that like, don't oh, count. Like, that don't count. Yeah, but they're not super like around. So those are like the national ones that I know of. I don't know if there's any other ones. So we actually have the exact same order. Good. All the way down to the 796. Um, yes, and then number, yes, and then I have, as my fifth one, CC's Pizza. I've heard of CC's, I think. Oh, you've never been? Okay, but yeah, we have the exact same five, actually. Yeah, I mean, that's that, and that, that very simply just is the truth of the matter, and anybody who disagrees is patently wrong. Truly an enemy of the pod. Enemy of the pod. Enemy of the pod. What play slash game or result made you question if you ever wanted to watch football again? I thought about doing a lot of research for this one, but the answer immediately came to me, okay? Okay. And it has a lot of emotion in it. 2012, Florida had a chance to basically be a national championship contender. They're playing Georgia in the Florida-Georgia game, which is on a neutral field in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, This is my first Florida-Georgia game I ever went to as a student because 2012 was my first year as a student. I was very spoiled because their defense that year was incredible. It was a lot of fun. Um, Jordan Reed fumbled the ball. Tight end Jordan Reed fumbled the ball into the end zone basically as the game was coming down to the last seconds and Georgia recovered and they won the game by just a few points. And Florida then did not make it to the national championship. They didn't make it to the SEC championship because then Georgia went. And I I wondered if I could ever love again. I, I really do. Because I was also row one for that game. And so I truly just watched that ball bounce right out of his hands, right into the end zone, onto my shattered heart. So that is the one that made me question if I ever wanted to watch football again. I went a really, I went a different direction with this. Um, I don't think, I mean, like the Eagles had some of those heartbreaking plays, like in the, you know, in the early 2000s when they just couldn't get out of the NFC Championship game. Oh. But for me, oh, in two, yeah, what's that? Oh yeah, 
Yeah, is yeah. there the one one play in the early two thousands? Is there what are you talking about? that stands out to you? Is there one that? Really... No, no. So I'm saying like 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 I, I didn't go the direction in terms of like. I mean, hypothetically, point. I mean, if a nickel corner cut a route. Okay, you want to talk about the Rondé Barber? And if fun. then ret- he returned it for a touchdown, and that was like to seal the game, like in the NFC Championship game. I mean, like that would be, that would be bad. That would be pretty bad. Here's the thing: I know objectively that that happened. I don't have a great memory of that exact game. I can that send you the link. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've seen it many times. Thank you. Okay, I'll send it to you. I'll send it to yeah, you. Yeah, just in case I've forgotten. Yeah. But, but that was 2002. Yeah. So I was five. Yeah. Yeah, and so I was I was actually probably four. Yeah, I was, I was four about to turn five. But anyway, the play that stands out to me was when Brian Dawkins hit Bubba Franks. And Bubba Franks had to get carted off the field. Oh, the wow. End of, yeah, I don't know if you remember this hit, but Bubba Franks was going up the, the sideline, and and he and they threw a, a long nine to him, a deep fade, and Dawkins came from single high and just like like the the phrase took his head off has never so closely applied. Like he like Bubba Franks hit the ground and like no everybody knew watching it that Bubba Franks was just not getting back up, and it was just scary. Like I was probably like eight or nine, and I was just like. Like I loved Brian Dawkins, and at first I was like Brian Dawkins, and then like I, you know, like like I saw Bubba Franks, I saw the head going on, I was just like terrified. Yeah, and that like that that was I think one of the first times I, as a young kid, like really came to understand how violent the game was, and it kind of freaked huh. me out a little bit. So I could I could I can play that Bubba Franks hit like in my head, like it's like imprinted in my memory. You know what I mean? Yeah, very different, uh, very different answers there. That was good. Do you have the CB question in front of you? The rank the CBs. Okay. What? Are we, oh, the one with like the ten greatest ones. Yes. Yeah. Like I, I have it, and I kind of, you know, like looked over it, but it's really hard for me because again, like I didn't watch a lot of these guys play live. You know okay. what I mean? So here's what it is, folks. It says rank these top, rank these ten qu- cornerbacks from 2000 to the present. Daryl right. Revis, Ty Law, Champ Bailey, Charles Woodson, Nambi Asamoa, Asante Samuel. Richard Sherman, Charles Tillman, Patrick Peterson, Rondé Barber. And then he says, which pair of these corners do you have to defend it, win a game in a Super Bowl? Um, which would obviously just be the best ones. I have this. This is from worst to best of these names. All right. Nambi Asamoah. That, like, that one I felt comfortable with. Like, Asamoah, Barber should be low. I'll never. You can go ahead. Go ahead. I'll never. Uh, Nambi Asamoah, Charles Tillman, Richard Sherman, Patrick Peterson, Ty Law, Rondé Barber, Asante Samuel, Charles Woodson, Champ Bailey, Darrell Revis. Okay, we have the exact same top four, so I feel good about that. Because okay. I was like, I don't really, like, I don't know like, super well what I'm doing here. But yeah, mine goes Revis, Bailey, from top to bottom. Revis, Bailey, Woodson, Samuel, Pat Pete, Sherman, Tillman, uh, Barber, Law, Osmoa. Man hating on ty law out here um Dude, the, thing, the thing is i think like it's a clear four in revis bailey yeah Kermit, yeah i think you know, so i mean like, like revis revis is the best corner of it i've i've ever yeah. seen yeah and bailey like and i this is a, a hill i've had for a while i didn't like i knew bailey was a really good player and then i watched bailey film again like as like a guy who's like you know worked in, in sports media and like yeah has developed a yeah. talent of her. man i didn't realize how good champ bailey was Jiminy listen, Christmas. Listen. He's a big fun watch. Listen, I had I had the jerseys of three people on this list. 
I had a Champ Bailey Broncos jersey. I had a Charles Woodson Raiders jersey, and I obviously had a Ronde Barber jersey. So, I wanted an Andy Osmo jersey. I didn't get one. Thank <laughs> goodness for that. Thank goodness for that. Um, all right, you as your actual self get called up to play a full NFL game. You must give your best effort, but can't cash the check if an injury prevents you from completing the game. Would you mm-hmm. rather? Play running back behind a very good O-line. Play quarterback behind a bad O-line. Or handle kick return duties. It's a very easy question. Yes, it is. It's handle ha- kick return. Yeah, it's handle kick return duties. What Manuel is asking this question, what he should have said is that you have to field all of them. Right. Like or you like you you've can't be like a block man. Like you've got to be like one of the leaders in the yeah. wedge. Recipes so the so wedge, so let, let's let's say he puts in there that you have to field all of them and you can't call fair catch. Right. Then it's listen, it's play QB behind a Yeah, then it's play QB. Ball. Yeah. Yeah. It's at all costs avoid play running back behind a good offense. Yeah, ball. not a chance it's not a chance in hell. Safety matter. safeties it, are still free and unblocked, man. Right. And, and the ball's in my hands. And if I can't throw it to get rid of it without incurring a penalty, we're in trouble. So uh, whatever means not running back. Right, that's right, right. Start, bench, or cut. New York cheesecake, creme brulee, banana pudding. Yeah, this is a really, really good one. So the clear start is New York cheesecake. Thank Anybody you. I, I was about to be – because, I, I Ben, I get worried – when you say this one's obvious, and then I go, "Oh Lord!" If he says what he's not supposed to say here, I'm gonna have to have a talk with him. But that was now, good. you did well, right? And, and the thing is, I can't say I'm very experienced in creme brulees. I just haven't lived a life where I eat things that are named French. I just don't have that level of quality. Well, could yet. not be me, the experienced Paris goer. Yeah. Oh, very true. Please educate me in the ways of the creme brulee. I did not have one. Did. I think that's French. Did not um, have one. Yeah, no. But a New York style cheesecake is just like it's, the, it's yeah, a go-to. The go-to. The cheesecake go. is amazing. Um, and then I'm probably, like I said, I don't have a ton of experience with creme brulee, so I'm probably benching the banana pudding to keep it on my team for when I need to change up from the cheesecake. And then I'm cutting the creme brulee just because I don't know what he is. I'm going to let another team develop him out and figure out what he's going to be in the future. See if I can bear I football. I'm going to bench banana pudding and then cut creme brulee. I like creme brulee, but like the southern food aficionado in me would not forgive myself if I if I cut banana pudding. Yeah. So. It, it's a shame we can't do. Pudding. We can, okay, we can do the start. We can't do the other start bench cuts, really. We can't do start bench cuts, Stranger Things, three seasons, because I've not seen season three yet. I haven't seen season three yet either. Okay. No talking about it. Uh, and then the start bench cut monster energy bang energy rockstar energy Where's that i like? am over th- three i'm consuming those okay things. uh starting i'm starting bang energy benching monster and cutting rockstar even though i've had monster the most i don't really drink a ton of energy drinks so i've never heard of rockstar so i figured i'd cut it most people who drink monster energy i don't really like as people has okay. been my experience shout out kyle shout out yeah big ups kyle Versus Bang Energy, which Michael Kiss drinks, and he and I are buddies. Bang so. Energy is just what every single IG model um, parades around everywhere. So, yeah. if I, I had an Instagram, I'm sure that at I least would they like got it. a at least they got a good uh, at least they got a good strat going. 
Better prime, J.J. Watt or Aaron Donald? I thought this was easy, and then I looked at it, and it was a little harder, but I think it's still Donald. I think it's Donald, too. I mean, J.J. Yeah. Watt's unbelievable, though. Right, which we... Like, and if J.J. Like, Watt would have been fully healthy his entire career, like, we're literally talking about two of the best defensive players who have ever played the and game. And that's why there's, like, there's, there's two things here that I wanted to bring up on this topic, which is, one, Kyle brings up this point, where it's like, listen, like, we forget that J.J. Watt, like, 2013 to 2015, 20.5 sacks, 10.5 sacks, 20.5 sacks, 17.5 sacks, that's 49 sacks four seasons. No, it's unbelievable. Like, like that, and that, that that right there is just like... You, and he had 16 you, last year. Right, which, like, now that he's, like, back, he had 16, it was quiet. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah, J.J. Watt, 16 sacks. That's just one a game. Where you been, yeah. J.J.? Right, but that... If we're calling that four-year stint a prime, then yes. Like, Aaron Donald just isn't doing that. Like, no, at no point... Well, I mean... I, I mean, yeah. like, you're right, but... That's 50 sacks in four seasons. No, right? I no, I, I get it. I, I go back to what I said before. If J.J. Watt's fully healthy, we're talking about two of the best defensive players who've ever played the game. We really are. And but and so now with, with Donald, what you have is in the past four seasons, it's 50 sacks, right? And so there you go. Like, it's, it's, it's you had Watt put together 60 sacks in a season, and Donald has... 50 in, 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 in four seasons. So Watt had 60. I did the math wrong. Watt had 60 in four seasons. Donald had 50 in four seasons. Yeah. Donald Wild, man. Still be, Donald could still be in that prime. Because this, like, that... Yeah, but Donald got... So, like, include the rookie year, then. So he's got 65, and... Uh, Watt's got 65, and Donald's got 59 and a half. You know, like, they're this... They're, they're, they're both just unbelievable. Donald had nine sacks as a rookie. Oh, this is so hard. It might be Watt. Like, if, we're, if, we're, if you're comfortable calling a four-year framework prime, like his prime was he was 23 to 26, boom, that's it. Then it's Watt. But, like, I think we need to ask this question again next year because if watt again puts up anywhere near 15 sacks like it's got to be him like even if donald goes crazy again and has like 17 like at that point but, you're, but i would argue we're out of watts prime like he's gonna be 30 and he's but, gonna be off of two major I, I, but i think i don't know like i think that goes into t- it because then that right. measures football ability like which was my second right but that was my second part of the question is like we, how, how do we define prime, right? Like, what exactly is prime? Because Aaron Donald might have double-digit sacks every year for the next seven years, right? In which case, like, where's his prime? Circle it, you know what I mean? Like, it's what? It's till he's 35? Like, if we're defining prime as, like, you're just, you know, like, you're, you're young, your body can take anything, you're super hungry, you're the top of the league, it's what? Oh, man, I don't, this, like... I, 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 like, we I just wafted like both of us said Donald at the beginning of this question, and now we're both like right because I realized Watt. I did my math wrong on JJ Watt's sacks, and so now yeah. I'm I'm just flabbergasted. Like I don't, oh, it's such a difficult. It's I, I like it's Watt. It, oh man. Okay. All yeah, right. All right. All right. All right. I'm I'm gonna say it's JJ Watt. Out of boy. Either way, that's the best question we've ever gotten. Yeah. It because is. I did the path wrong, and so I, in live, on air, realized that it might actually be J.J. Watt. Oh, man. Uh, 
If you were a college football player, would you rather be a mediocre starter on a championship contending team or an above average starter on a power five team or an elite starter on a G5 team? Yeah, it's interesting, right? I feel like you know, it's a good question. Like, it's a good, I think it's a good like, first date question, though obviously you need to make sure your first date has some work in college football knowledge. But you like, learn what, like, how somebody is as a person because I'm really attracted. Uh, to the idea, I'm, I'm, I don't. I don't want to be an above average starter on an average power five team. I'm attracted to the idea of being a mediocre starter on a championship contending team because when a team is competing for a championship and everybody in the building knows that, the degree of camaraderie that you get and, and kind of the goal orientation and the singular focus is unique mm-hmm. it's, and it's powerful. It's a wave that sweeps you up and it kind of unites everybody. And that's a really cool feeling. But then, as an elite starter on a group of five team, you have the opportunity to potentially be a power five team and be the spearhead of that effort you know everybody on that group of five teams says like because you know we're, we're able to rally around you you know because we're able to we have this this wild card we now have a hope of being a power five team and if you do it that feeling is amazing the ability that that underdog experience is a really really cool thing that that i um i can empathize with like I, that that underdog feeling I, I i kind of i'm familiar with that i like that a lot and so those are my two that I'm, I'm attracted to for those reasons. So I think I'd probably choose championship contending just because, yeah. I mean, like the, the, that that opportunity in and of itself is really special. But there's nothing I love more than a group of five team beating a power five team. I think it's so fun. Yeah, I think, no, I mean, it's, uh, if you've ever been on a team in any sports that you like absolutely love, where like the people on your team, like you'd call your best friends or that you'd die for or whatever you want to call it. There's nothing like that. And if, like, that's the case on a championship contending team, like, give me that. Like, that's the best part of sports, honestly. It really is. Um, If you could pick two people to have been your parents, who would you pick? You can't pick your real parents. So, who would it be? The very easy answer. Okay. I'm now saying this on on purpose just to mess with you. Uh, Thomas and Martha Wayne. Can... Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. I got it. Yeah. I'm willing um, to make the sacrifice. Okay. Um, I just ordered batarangs for my office. Uh, I'm going with. I want The Rock as my dad, and I want Serena Williams as my mom. Because I'm gonna. Because I'm gonna be the most athletic and incredible Answer. person who's also extremely good looking. Like I'm set up to win at every level of humanity. Yeah, but I'm 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 the hero that we need, not the hero that we deserve. Bro, my dad's the I rock. We the, the, ro- the rock for the office. I thought that would be more exciting. Dude, we uh, the rock is my dad. We'd whoop your candy ass. <laughs> I'm Batman. Who wins at the hot gates of Thermopylae? The 300 greatest Michigan State players of all time, led by Duffy Doherty. Or a Persian army comprised of 300,000 Ben Solaks who utter, oh, geez, Trevor, in a Morty voice when they fall. So, the main thing I took away from this question, <laughs> I didn't know, because I know, I know out of the Battle of Thermopylae, I've seen 300, okay, that's great. I did not know that they had the nickname, the Hot Gates. Yeah, that's dude. Such- the hot gates. That's, well, that, that's like that's like fun. That's that like wasn't like jazzy. That wasn't like their nickname. That was the place. The place was the hot gates. 
Yeah, but that's like I don't know that is a very like I like all oh, the Hercules pillars and all like you know the past and the Strait of Gibraltar. Yeah, it's the called the Hot Gates. Gates. Yeah, you know what the I mean? dude, the Hot Gates of Thermopylae. Yeah, I thought that was I thought that was a little dandy. I thought that was a lot of fun. Um, the three hundred win, right? No, the, the answer is the three hundred thousand Ben Solaks. <laughs> Which is the, like three weeks ago, it was who wins? Like fifteen Ben sized ducks, one duck sized Ben, whatever that was. <laughs> Pick the um, duck, and now it's okay. So run, run back the clock, the clock to Thermopylae. Bring all of Michigan State. Yeah, use exclusive like the, the levels yes. to the Ben Solak questions are out of this world. <laughs> I love them. I love the people for it. Um, if you had to choose one branch of the American military to fight off any kind of invasion, what do you choose? I'm picking the Navy just because they have oh, SEAL Team it. 6. And I and me and Pat, shout out Pat, watched like six straight hours of documentaries about SEAL Team 6 and the history of it. So got to pick them. You hate to see that. That's disappointing. Uh, this is an obvious answer. And it's the Air Force because you need air support. They might be aliens, Trevor. Any invasion, uh, you got to prepare for by air. Air can attack ground. Ground cannot attack air as well. Who are you taking? A three-foot-tall wide receiver with eight-inch hands. This is my favorite question we've ever gotten. Okay, all right, got to start over. Andrew, thank you for this question. Who are you taking? A three-foot-tall wide receiver with eight-inch hands who runs a 3-5 40-yard dash and has a 60-inch vertical jump or... A nine foot receiver with fourteen inch hands, but an eight five forty and a two inch vert. Nine foot tall. <laughs> which is what's amazing is that in context, Andrew asked another question, which was you can genetically modify three things about the human physiology to make them better at football. What are you choosing? And then followed up with this question about the tiny fast guy and the giant slow guy. And clearly he's thought a lot about his first question because he had an addendum. And a follow-up. <laughs> the second question. All right, which um, one would you take? I'm and I I ended up with the nine foot tall receiver with fourteen inch hands. Yes, because now I'm the only offense in the league that pretty much has to go eighty five yards to score. Right, and eight point five forty means that he's running ten yards in about two seconds. So I just need to keep pass protection for. Two two point five seconds to get him to the goal line, and then he's nine feet tall. I can do that basically every down. So yeah, it's a, I think that's the cheat code here. Just being right. tall. Now three foot tall wide receiver with eight inch hands runs a three five forty and has a sixty inch vert. Yeah, uh, we're gonna call that brother a running back, and we're gonna <laughs> give him the ball behind the line of scrimmage. Running backs don't matter. All bubble screens, baby. Running backs don't matter. Rank the different cuts of beef. So like steaks. Right. I am a big strip steak guy. So strip steak got the number one spot for me. Yikes. Now I will say Jesus. that you hate to see it, folks. Oh, I love a strip steak. You rooted for him so hard, and then he it's just brings so, you to this point. Here's the thing: is that I how you I'm ordering your steaks? Medium rare, as rare as possible. Okay, thank you. Yeah, thank like you. usually medium rare, but like I make it very clear that like I expect it to be red. Okay, thank you. Um, I I'm not a very poor cook. I really, and I'm working on it. It's something I want to get better at, but I'm a really poor cook. Uh, I, uh, strip steak is the only steak I've really been able to make well. It's not a hard one to cook. And so, like, I'm trying to work my way up to, like, better cuts of steak, but, like, okay. I'm not trying to make a filet mignon. Like, I'm not going to do it well. You know what I mean? That's a delicate cut. Um, 
So strip was number one for me. Porterhouse was number two. It's hard for me to eat a porterhouse, but when I do and I finish it, it's good. Um, We're all proud of you. Yes, thank you so much. Uh, I took the um, tomahawk steak for number three, which I've only ever had two tomahawk steaks in my life, but they're so much fun to eat, and you can get them really soft as well. Sure. Um, Fourth, I chose to do the filet mignon, and then fifth, I chose to do skirt steak because you can do a lot of really fun things with skirt steak in terms of like making full meals out of them, like salads and various like you know pasta meals and stuff like that. So a lot of versatility there. So those are my five. Oh, I'm disappointed and surprised, Ben. Okay, well hit me with it. All right, five is T-bone, four is filet, three is strip, two is porterhouse. And number one, in a not a debate, is ribeye. It's just not a debate. It's the best cut of meat there is. It's the it's the perfect flavor of fat and meat. It's wonderful. It's everything I've wanted in life. And now I'm already hungry. I can't wait to have another one. I've recently I got a um, uh, cast iron skillet, and I've been doing seared steaks. And brother, let me tell you, if you're gonna get into cooking steak a certain way, make sure you obviously have a fan that's what you got to do no i sear steak i i do i sear strip steaks oh, man. and it's a beautiful little meal saute a little spinach do a little rice or quinoa pilaf oh there you go listen to you um listen, i can make three meals that's one of them okay power rank super smash brothers characters go did you do this one one link two young link end okay uh i went with the original ones just because i didn't want to name off all the melee characters but from worst to best Jigglypuff, Luigi, Mario, Yoshi, DK, Link, Pikachu, Ness, Samus, Captain oh, Falcon. Dang. How many did you do? Kirby, Fox. All of them. Oh, wow. Okay, so wait, wait. You say the original. I'm going to ask this question. You're going to be so pissed. There's the Super Smash Brothers before Melee? Oh, my Jesus, Tony. How young is this kid? <laughs> you, I, We get a Jesus, Tony, how young is this kid? At least once a Fan Friday. I know, and we got to keep um, we got to keep it. Melee up. was the first video game I ever owned. Melee it, is an, it's an incredible video game. I, Melee is my favorite of any of the Smash Brothers, but there's there were just too many characters. I didn't want to list them all. Yes, my actual five goes. Yes, one Link, two Young Link, three Kirby, four Samus, five Jigglypuff. Yeah, oh, Jigglypuff. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, hold on. Well, I gotta... Listen, Jigglypuff and Kirby, the ability to do the extra bounces, critical because I'm a I'm a you know long game player. I like to to bob okay. and weave out there. Uh, last two questions because we're running out of time here. If Ben and Trevor, they all they both have to do with singing. If Ben and Trevor had to do with karaoke, had to do a karaoke duet to save humanity, which song are you picking? Wait, who asked this one? I didn't see this one. Um, um, Oliver Fuse, I think is how you say his last name. If I- if I didn't say that I'm right, I'm sad. terribly We're sorry. Not doing the question, but I'll get over it. Which, uh, wait, what? I'm very sad. We're not. Doing oh, the um, question. all right, fine. We'll do that one next. Okay, all right. Yay. No, we'll do that one now. All right, fine. What do you? What rates? What is it? Uh, right. hold on. I'm finding it. I'm finding it. Rank every TDN member based on their ability to win a fight with a hyena. Right. So one, Kyle. Right. Like Kyle is feisty, Kyle is large and strong, and also Kyle is very competitive. So okay. Kyle would actually get locked in. Okay. Two, Jordan. Jordan is very strong. Jordan is very fast. I feel like he would be friendly to the hyena at first, and he would try to become pals with it because Jordan's a very affable fellow. But eventually, push came to sub, 
He's a new father, so he really had that protective instinct going for him. Three, I gave it to you, Trevor, because you're the co-host of this podcast. Four, I gave it to Jonah, who I originally had above you, but I wanted to make sure you made the podium, so you're welcome. Five, I gave it to Joe. Joe is an animal lover, and I feel like he would not do well with trying to beat the hyena. Six, I put Paige. Paige is really terrifying, but I also feel like Paige can't really match the hyena. But don't worry, Paige. I put you above me. I put myself last. Ben is seven. Yeah, it's the correct list. I can't argue with it. Uh, the question is rank every team, member of TDN based on their ability to win a fight with a hyena. <laughs> no, it was good. No, it was great. No, it was great. It was well thought out. I think it was good. The logic was there. All right, what song are we singing for? Uh, we we got to sing a duet to to save humanity. What are we doing? Right. We doing a okay. we doing a little. You're the one that I want. I'm the John Travolta part. You're the Olivia part from Greece. Honey, well, I have a beautiful bass, and so really, it's tough for me. I oh, mean, I guess okay. I'm a falsetto. Okay. Um, Yes, I'm very down for that one. Doing a little I've Had the Time of My Life by Bill and Jenny. Most, here's the problem. Most karaoke duets are yes. from musicals, and I do not like musicals. Oh, dear. I get brother. very confused. Brother. I can't tell what's happening in the story. People are talking, and then they start singing at me, and I get discombobulated. We doing I Can Show You the World? Aladdin? Oh, I know. One. That's like a, this is a Disney one, so that's good. I was also thinking <laughs> Colors of the Wind because I can really rip a good Colors of the Wind. Oh wow! I probably couldn't do Colors of the Wind, but I mean, like if I've got if I've got the lyrics in front of me, I might be able to do it. Oh wait, we should do Can You Feel the Love Tonight so we can harmonize on the chorus. Oh, dude, I I mean, I'm there. I'm there. If you want to do that one, sign me TF up. I've heard the new Lion King movie is La Bad. Which is fantastic. Dude, I know. I'm pissed because, like, we already have tickets for it, and I'm, like, one, like, hype about it anyways. But, li- like, literally every person who has seen it early, I feel ha- who has been able to write a review about it has been like, this movie's bad. Which but makes me really the new sad. The Spider Man is apparently great. So, no, the new Spider Man is really good. I didn't like it better than the first new, sp- like, the MCU Spider Man. Yeah, but, like, th- it was really good. It was a good film. You haven't seen it yet? I'm to see it. I have the puppy. I don't have. Okay, so two things that you're doing this weekend: you're watching the new Spider-Man, and then you're watching Billy Madison. Uh, Last question, similar to the singing one: if you had to sing one song, every word, or you lose the ability to taste all things, which you could spin as a positive, I guess, if you really wanted to like eat healthy, and then you could eat healthy because like healthy food doesn't really taste great. So like if everything just tasted the same, wow. I guess technically that would work out. But then you would also not get to taste things like the correct best steak, which is ribeye. So that's a bad thing. What song are you singing if you could do word for word? The hit classic Chubbawamba uh, iconic song, Tub Thumping. I what? get knocked down. Oh my! But Lord. I get up again. You are never gonna keep me you down. Can't. I get knocked down. But I get up again. You are never gonna keep me down. I get knocked down. <laughs> and then I go into infinitum. That was good. That was a good loophole. I know. I like two that. lines, and I know every line, brother. But it was actually like some. There's like the the whiskey drink, vodka drink part. But I'm pretty sure I know that too. You gotta sing it word for word, or you lose the ability to taste, dude. You can't be okay. guessing out here. Okay, well then, like you know, obviously it's like, oh, like happy birthday, then you know, the Star Spangled Banner. No, which, uh, listen, man, I grew up in the emo age of music, so like, say I, it. Like say I write right since, like Blink One Eighty Two. No, I like I write since not tragedy by Panic. 
Uh, Sugar, we're going down by Fallout Boy. Misery. Black Chemical Romance. Say it. <laughs> just do Black Parade. Just get extremely emo right. on him. Just dye my hair black. Yeah, put the eye black on immediately. Go back to my peak middle school form. I'd love to say Real Slim Shady, but I think I haven't listened to Eminem in a while, and so I think the third verse oh, would get. Me. I know every word to Gold Digger. Oh, and I can do the Busta Rhymes part and look at me now. Okay. I mean, the, just that part, though, doesn't count for the song, but... Um, yeah, I probably can do the whole part, because... Now, now I gotta go back and listen to Real Slim Shady and see if I can actually do it. But it would probably be... It would probably be an emo banger, because that was... I respect it. That was probably my peak music listening phase. All right, everybody. That was it. That's Fan Friday. Thank you so much for the questions. We always really enjoyed this episode. Hope you guys enjoy it, too. I mean, from the people that I talked to earlier this week, apparently you guys do... This is always one of our uh, our most listened to things, and uh, that's because of you guys. So you guys keep listening, keep interacting. We'll keep having a lot of fun with it. Next week, we're getting into the edge players. I'm really excited about that. We're getting to some one of the premier positions of not only the game of football, but of course, that means the NFL draft too. It's one that uh, really kind of commands the first round of the draft and uh, commands a lot of teams as well. So I know we're getting to one player I'm very excited about, Mr. Chase Young from Ohio State, but... We will have to see who else is running with him in this 2020 class. So until then, you guys keep it locked right here on Locked on NFL Draft. You were never going to get me down. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.